You're listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own 5 tents, 7 backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Today, I'm joined by Chase, Brandon, oh. Jordan, yep. and uh, and myself, I'm Greg, and we're just going to talk a little bit about Outdoor Retailer. Chase just got back from Outdoor Retailer last, um, last week, and he was telling us about some of the cool gear that he saw there. Um, so, first of all, you were telling us about... Um, you're telling us about... Well, actually, we need a little update. Um, I just I just got an update on my phone that because uh, I follow Chase on uh, soon. To, so uh, if this is a, before yeah before we get into OR because you probably didn't stop by the Sunto booth or maybe you did, but uh, I didn't. Yeah, Sunto that so like do we all have Suntos at this at this podcast? We, no, you can you can follow each other, and so um, it's sort of stalkerish social media whatever. <laughs> And so I just got uh, an alert on my phone that Chase um, did a few exercises. Uh-huh. And so I can see him. And I, I see, oh, yeah, Chase is in pretty good shape. So we were talking <laughs> about on the last episode the hike out of Havasupai. And uh, it looks like you have it's just under three hours at two hours and 54 minutes, distance 10.2 miles. The ascent, according to his watch, was 3,000 feet with a descent, 3,300 feet with a descent of 1,300. Max speed, 95 miles per hour. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm calling into question these, uh, <laughs> these stats here. Uh, but man, the average heart rate, I was high. I was the average heart rate, heart rate on the way out was 120. And the max heart rate did not bump over 140 at 139. Wow. Nice job, Chase. That's pretty good because yeah. 16 hours recovery. Do you take that full 16 hours? <laughs> now I went mountain biking this morning. <laughs> I would, uh, I'm a little disappointed actually. I think you need to push it a little harder. I agree. I agree. I was, I was, I That's took a 15 good, minute dude. break, waited for someone. I yeah. was moseying on. It's not too bad. Cool. So, All thank right. you. So then to dive into outdoor retailer. So last week you went to Outdoor Retailer and then you left Outdoor Retailer retailer, well, to go to Have Soup Pie. Exactly. And then you just got back last, last night, night about 11 and then o'clock. you went mountain biking this morning. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So He gets out. So what you're saying <laughs> is you need to step it up a little bit because you're kind of lazy. Yeah, I need. I, I didn't even go running while I was in Have a Sue Pie. I just... I didn't even run when I was down there. You didn't even I just run. swam. What a lazy piece. <laughs> anyway, um, <clears throat> so 
so before Havasupai, you were at OR, and you were telling us about some of the cool stuff. So we already talked a little bit about Hilleberg tents. They, they've got a new tent coming out. Um, but you were just telling us about a couple other things. What were some of those yeah. things? Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was pretty cool, and I don't know if this is completely new technology. It was new to me, but Heli Hansen has a new, it's a 2.75 layer jacket. Um, and the backer on it is 3D printed which I thought was pretty cool. It's got this cool texture to it. Um, it's really like a great four season, use it for anything jacket that I just thought the technology that they put into it was pretty cool to 3D print their layer on there. Interesting. So when talking about jackets, you've got like two layer jackets and three layer jackets, and then they came out with two and a half layer jackets. Now we're at 2.75 yeah, I was gonna layer ask, what is jackets? a 2.75 layer jacket? So if you look at like a two-layer jacket, you've got the face fabric, that's the exterior fabric of a jacket, plus a waterproof laminate stuck to that. And that's just those two layers. And usually on those jackets, you'll have then like a mesh liner that's just a hanging liner on the inside of the jacket. And that's a two-layer jacket. Three-layer jacket, you'll have the outer face fabric, the waterproof membrane, and then usually a backer, some sort of backer that is glued to that. So you've got three layers sandwiched and glued together. Um, so that's like your traditional, what you would imagine like a mountaineering shell from a Gore-Tex shell or something like that. That's a three layer jacket. Then you had the 2.5 layer jackets and what you started to see with those is like um, your real ultralight rain jackets. You'd have the exterior fabric, the waterproof membrane, and then they would put like a partial protective layer on the inside that was more breathable than than your traditional three layer ones on lighter weight more packable um, maybe not quite as durable whatever but then 2.75 layer i'm trying i'm having a hard time imagining what that could be versus like a 2.5 layer it's it is kind of weird and i i didn't know what to think about it i didn't know what it was going to be because it was the first time i ever heard of a 2.75 layer jacket but when they 3d printed this layer on there it makes it a little bit um it's kind of like there's a backer on it but the backer's 3d printed and so it's lighter weight and it's not a full sheet does that make okay, sense so it's not covering every inch of the membrane exactly just almost like a raised layer that it's keeps exactly. it off the skin exactly and so it's it's acting as if you're almost have like a three layer it acts like you have a three layer jacket on because it feels like you have a backer on there that's insulating and protecting but it breathes phenomenally well and it packs up smaller than a three layer jacket would interesting so huh. pretty cool i do you remember what the name of that jacket was? I don't. It's Helly Hansen, right? It's Helly Hansen. Helly Hansen. Yep. Yeah. I also... But the name, yeah, we don't know the name. But the, the other brand, day, brand I mean, to stick with Helly Hansen, I had no idea they've been around for so long. 140-something years, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, I think we think outdoor industry or outdoor equipment, and being here in Salt Lake, we think a lot about the Black Diamond, or we think about Patagonia, or we think about... Um, some of these other companies. I mean, the North Face is probably the one that we think about being around one of the longest, but nope. they've been around for like 50 years, something like that. Yeah, right in there. I mean, they were kind of created at the same time Patagonia and, right. and Black Diamond were. And Helly Hansen has kind of got them all beat. Been around for a long time. Yeah. How, you know how long Stanley's been around? <laughs> I don't know, Brandon. How long has Stanley been around? It's, I'm pretty sure it's like, well, because somebody, uh, it was actually someone who works here at the store, was thought Yeti 
was older than Stanley. Oh, oh boy. That's how good of a marketing job Yeti has done. <laughs> oh, gosh. Because you'd be shocked to know how young Yeti, I don't even think they're 10. Are they 10 yet? Oh, they're pretty young. They're yeah, pretty maybe. young. Yeah. So, um, I, mean, I feel like my grandpa packed his old coffee to go to work in a Stanley mug. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. I think it's like 100 years old, 75 to 100 years old for Stanley. Yeah. But, but with Yeti only being... I don't know, 10, maybe 10 years old. We had employees here who thought Yeti, because it's the branding was yeah. is incredible. It was like, oh, that's, they've been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. No. Wow. So, Tell you how important that is. Yeti's been around since 2006. Okay. So 13, 13 years. 13 years. Yep. Not bad. Think- Which is still phenomenal growth. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, so Heli Hansen yeah. was pretty cool. Um, Another cool thing that Edelridge doing with the ropes, they have the, I believe it's called the Boa Protect. Um, they added another layer in their sheath that makes the rope 33% stronger, uh, more abrasion more, resistant. So less likely to like cut on mm-hmm. sharp rocks exactly. and those they, types of things. They have this kind of like saw blade thing that they'll put it on um, and then they tension the rope on each side of that saw blade and they'll rotate that blade as if it's being rubbed against a corner um, when you're climbing and three to three percent stronger than any rope that they currently make so kind of cool it makes your your rope a little stronger it, it, that's unfortunately a thing that we had to worry about in climbing is getting your rope uh, severed while you're climbing it happens really rarely but uh, it's nice to know that you have a little bit stronger rope while you're out there climbing so yeah. that was pretty cool do you think hemp ropes will ever make a comeback <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This, I mean, hemp well, is trending right now. Is trending, yeah, that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> they had a whole CBD section at, at OR this year. Oh, I bet they did. The CBD, the hemp, the organic. It's, it's taken off. So I don't know, Brandon. Maybe you should try it out. Maybe you should get into rope manufacturing. I mean, that was the original climbing rope, right? Was was right. out of hemp, but there's no elasticity and you like don't fall. Yeah, um, don't take a look I mean, it, it'll hold you st- in a static line. But yeah, I'm wondering if they can we if they'll weave some of this new technology into like a hemp fabric and then have that's what I was sort of thinking. Uh, like, and okay. then have a comeback as like a the new and improved hemp ropes, like like your old school, but not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. I'm gonna guess that's probably not gonna happen. <laughs> but I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. And some then, of that, yeah. some of that throwback stuff is popular, even though it makes no sense. You're at <laughs> Stanley since 1913. 1913. Yeah. Look at wow. that. Wow, that's awesome. Been around a little while. Another cool thing that I I saw. I don't know if these guys are new. I think they've been around for a little while. <laughs> Speaking of, we have no idea how long these companies have yeah, been around. <laughs> really good at that. Purist. Maybe you should look them up while we're, while we're while we're talking. Purist cups. If any of you guys are familiar with the kind of go-to specialized water bottles for cycling, um, they have a, a cult following, from what I understand. And these water bottles are lined with a little glass. Um, insert in them and you'd never know it was glass but the perk of this glass liner is it's it doesn't take on any taste so you can put your different nutrition um drinks in there you can put i mean if you want to drink coffee in your specialized cycling bottle whatever you can put all these different flavored drinks in there and no taste sticks to the outside or to the inside of the bottle what happens is you put your flavors in and then you forget about it. And then a week later, you go grab your bottle to rinse it out for your next ride. And you got the taste in there and, and it's disgusting. Blueberry 
flavored something in yeah, here. Yeah, you got to try and wash it out. Mix orange in there, and it's going to taste terrible. So, but what you're saying is it won't hold that mm-hmm. if I leave it in a week. Okay. Exactly, and huh. um, it yeah, it washes washes out doesn't keep that flavor so this company has now made like a vacuum insulated um, drinkware line called purist i think they do other stuff besides just vacuum insulated but they're lined with this glass liner so now coffee drinkers are loving that because they could drink coffee out of their mug dump it out put some water in it dump it out and drink whatever they want it's not going to um, have that same coffee flavor that their other mugs keep um, as a coffee drinker um, and I'm, what are we using today? The hydro flask. I notice it more in the lid than I do the actual container. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not a, I could totally um, see that. So the lid matters mm-hmm. in my opinion. I would like to see, you, you do got to rinse it out and stuff, but, but yeah. they rinse out pretty good. The look on Brandon's face. I was thinking he kind of liked it almost like, you know, you want to season a Dutch oven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was like, no, I want that flavor like, like in there. Like an old wine cask. Like, can you line my thermoflask with old wine, the wood from an old wine cask? And I just get whatever I put in there. I get a little bit of Merlot on there. That might be all right. You know, yeah. like, I'm okay. <laughs> so this purist brand, are they... Are they separate from like the purest water bottles that Specialized puts out or is it the I'm, same? Is it a different brand? I'm pretty sure it's a different brand. I think it's a... I could be wrong though. They might be operating underneath Specialized as well. Well, because I'm looking... Because I just... I googled purist and I had seen the purest water bottles from Specialized for biking and stuff. Um, but then... I saw these other vacuum bottles, purist, and they look to be something completely different. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're they're like a vacuum insulated. They look nothing like a specialized water bottle. They look like a hydro flask, per se. Yeah. Um, same technology. Does that increase the price? I believe the so. Glass? I believe they, they're a little they more charge expensive. a lot for these hydro flasks and so or vacuum need, bottles. You know. They, yeah, yeah. I they're not like a a cheap bottle, but and I don't remember price points. I just thought it was kind of cool that they're offering that in a. A regular bottle. So like a 32-ounce, they say, unbreakable glass-lined bottle from Purist is $56. Ooh. So I think, what, the 32-ounce from a Hydro Flask is, what, 40 bucks? Yeah, 40 45 So, so it's, it's a little more expensive. Definitely is. So we were talking about Hydro Flask before we started the podcast. Um, they have a lid that has a, it has a flaw that I'm drinking out of every day. But you said they've been undergoing, so update, because the, the rep has been in the store and said, yeah, no, we we know about the lid flaw. <laughs> yeah. And we've reconstructed the lid. So if you're a Hydro Flask fan, what's the new lid? And when can we expect to see the new lid? Um, the new lid is, it's like a, sli- uh, a sliding lid. Um, can't remember what and they it call it. And it fits the wide mouth, not, not like the... It'll, I think it's going to fit both. Okay. Uh, no, it's just wide mouth, just wide mouth, just wide mouth. Um, but there's no flip to it. So if you are, if you like to drink your hot chocolate or your coffee out of your insulated mug, I don't know if you're drinking it in that little tab there, it touches your nose, and then you get coffee on your nose every time. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> so now it's a, now it's a rotating thing that completely comes apart and it's really easy to clean, um, as well as it. You don't have that leaking problem that you were talking about with the hole getting plugged and not it's not yeah. filled, they're draining very well and so that, they're not out this year i can't remember I, I know they're not out right now it's been they've 
They're going to release them, I think it was two falls ago, and then last fall, and now I think it's this fall. They just have production problems, and they want to make sure it's really dialed and, and working as well, well as they want it to work. I'm an equal opportunity um, vacuum-insulated shamer. So I love, I love uh, Stanley products, and I bought one of their... Um, the what do you call the, the it's like a beer mug but it has a lid on it growler uh, like a, not, a, not the growler the uh like the like the germans use them like, like a, a stein a stein, like a stein. Yeah. yeah and it so like it has a flip lock lid on it and you open it up well you so i thought oh these are these are cool so you put put my beer in there and i open the flip lock <laughs> lid and I'm like ah i'm gonna drink my beer well the prop I think I don't think they sell them anymore. I think they, I have to look on the website I think, because the foot block lid only went wide enough to just give you a nice cheek massage as you were trying to get it, and you couldn't say like it would hit you in the forehead if you tried. Like you're trying to figure out a way to get the beard out of the stein, and, it, and there's just massaging your beard or your cheek or whatever. Like I'm like, this is the worst design I have ever seen ever. Um, and all they had to do was manufacture the little plastic thing that's the stopper on the back, like just put a little more angle on it so it popped open just a touch more to avoid the cheek mm-hmm. massage. I mean, maybe you like that. Maybe you want a little, <laughs> a little bit, beard, bit on, of beer beer on, the on the beard on the side. <laughs> You're just seasoning sure. it. Yeah. It all goes back to seasoning. I understand. And maybe, <laughs> maybe I could be, that's a complaint that maybe they did, they did that on purpose, but uh, <laughs> could, <laughs> be. <laughs> could be. Yeah. Well, cool. Was there yeah. anything else that stood out that you can think of? You know, that really rounds out a lot of the, this, I mean, there's lots of stuff we could talk about, but those are kind of some of the highlights that I saw. Um, from the appointments that I had set up and the walking around that I did. Those are some of the highlights. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, that was a good discussion. That's, yeah. uh, we'll, let's see, on the next episode, I think we're going to discuss, um, well, some of us went on some adventures over the weekend and we're going to talk about some of the lessons that we learned from that. Um, so thanks for joining us today for the Gear 30 podcast. You can follow Gear 30 on Instagram at gear underscore three zero you can also visit our website www.gear30.com that's spelled out g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y.com and you can check out some of the gear that we sell here and uh, also visit our blog brandon just uh, wrote a blog post about um how to take family how to take kids and stuff to yeah, how to survive yellowstone with kids uh that was not my headline but it was kind of funny so uh yeah but yes <laughs> gives you some tips on on family camping yeah so check out the the blog as well so thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next episode see you out there thanks for joining us today for the gear 30 podcast gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the wasatch mountains in ogden utah like us on facebook follow and interact with us on instagram at gear underscore three zero and visit our website gear30.com for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around that's gear 30 spelled out g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y.com don't forget to subscribe to this podcast leave us a review comment ask questions and participate